Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online. Hello, welcome to a special episode of the Welsh Rugby Podcast, uh, by, sponsored by Gulliver Sports Travel. Uh, we're here in the depths of the Principality Stadium for the uh, the launch of Judgment Day. I'm Ben James, and I'm joined by a very special guest. That's uh, the Ospreys in Wales. Is Bradley Davis? How are you doing, Bradley? I'm good, thank you. Uh, we just about got the laptop working. Took took a while. Um, I think he needs a new laptop. Need a new laptop. That's that's a note to the Wales online bosses. Definitely need a new Wales uh, laptop. Not much, not, not much technical help, though, were you? No, no. Um, the hammer worked well on top of the top. <laughs> I suppose that brings us quite nicely onto the first point. You are you're a bit of a joker, aren't you? Um, I don't know, joker, but I think uh, <laughs> you've been called other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think. You know, I'm a bit impulsive, if that's a, a, a posh way to say it. I think um, you know, I can be probably funny at times, but I think if you spend too much time with me, I think I'd probably do your head in. That's what my wife tells me anyway. Sort of way. Yeah. Same with the teammates? Uh, not to my face. I, I'd probably <laughs> bend my back, yeah. They'd probably think, oh my God, I'm glad, Brad, uh, glad Bradley's uh, shot off there. But um, I don't know. I've always, I think it's something that has always been in my family. My, my, my two brothers are the same and, and my dad, so... Uh, I think we're all the same. I think. Yeah, do you ever find it sort of affected you, or um, wise or bothered you? No, I think it's a time and place, and I think I've sometimes struggled <laughs> to, to to know the right time. Um, but I, I don't do it on purpose. So I always think, you know, I, I'm very, like I say, impulsive. I say what I, I think, which gets me in trouble a lot of the time. But. Um, I don't know, I've always always been the same since I was a young boy, uh, joking around, messing about. Uh, I think, um, you know, sometimes I, I get a bit tired of it, you know, but I suppose it's a good way to live your life. You know, I, 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 you know, I obviously uh, I like to think that I get on with everybody and I'm a nice guy and um, hope I get that impression across that I'm, I'm friendly and I talk to anybody because... You know, it takes me six hours to walk around Tesco's normally. I bump into all all all, uh, all uh, people. And I all chat to everybody, you know, and I have a joke and a laugh. Again, does my wife's head in? Um, but that's why I am as I've always been. Any any sort of particular jokes or one liners that you that you're proud of? <laughs> you, you were giving Stephen Jones yeah. a bit of stick in there before. Yeah, I played with Steve. Steve. Uh, uh, Steve's a good boy, to be fair to him, and I was lucky to be coached by him was as well. Um, I don't know, the band I was giving Steve was that uh, we had a sheet, a play sheet every week at Wasps and uh, it was always the same for some reason and uh, one day I, I, I scraped off the name of the team we was playing and it was the team for the week before so what, what he was doing, he was tipexing the name of the team out and writing down the, the team for the week after so um, I hope he's changed with the scars, he's, he's done a fantastic job to be fair. Maybe I was just learning curve up there with me, but um, no, I, I'm a bit of a rude joke man, so I wouldn't want to like to spoil your your show or whatever. <laughs> you can write them down and we can review them afterwards. <laughs> so yeah, so um, we're sort of nearing nearing the end of the season. We're here getting ready for judgment day. Effectively, how would you sum it up? I suppose it's been quite an interesting season, really, hasn't it? For the Ospreys, yeah, it's yeah. difficult. You know, we we it's disappointing because my first season last year. Uh, we started the season like a house on fire, you know. It was it was, it was brilliant, you know. Um, we beat teams at the ease. We scored 40, 50 points a game, and we kind of died off in at the latter end of the season. Coming this time of year, we lost the Judgment Day. Got battered by the Blues last year. Uh, one of my first games back after injury, it was very nice. And then we lost the semi final end against um, 
Munster and we lost the, the quarters against Stad so we had a, quite of a, a terrible run in really and it seems like we built really good for the summer and we, we wanted to flip our own but then we started poorly this year uh, had a terrible run results but now we kind of picked up so we've done I think the total opposite of last season which is not very good but you know you can always reflect but you know, there's no point looking back like like and saying, Oh, we did this wrong, we did that wrong, as long as you can put it right on the field. I think we've built I think the turning point was Europe, no one gave us any uh, chance. Uh we went up Northampton and everything stuck on the day and we scored fifty points. Um we backed up the week after and it kind of snowballed into the new year then. You know, we've done very well. We lost to we drew against um Sarries, which we'd have won, we'd have probably a chance to get through. But against the European champions we've done well. Uh Christmas time in, we, we won three out of four. We should have beaten um, the Scarlets away. We lost last minute try. Uh, and then we've done all right. We, we won the last two on a bounce, two bonus points. You know, we got something to play for now as well, as in chasing on the Blues. But what's coincided with us doing well? The, the Blues have been on, on fire, they've to them. And, and you know, they're well coached with Danny and, and they're doing very well. And we've still got a lot of old friends there. Um, you know, I'm a, you know, I spent a lot of time at the Blues in the ten seasons there. So um, obviously, they mean something to me. I'd love to beat them on Judgment Day, mind. Don't, don't be wrong. Um, and I hope we can get ahead of them, you know, and, and finish the season in our automatic qualification. Yeah, you mentioned sort of that it was a, a tough period, you know, before Christmas. Yeah. How, how did the squad sort of react to that? Because you know, it was sort of pressure from all angles, wasn't it? Yeah, I think for for me, like like as in. I've only been in Ospreys two seasons now, but all my times in Welsh rugby, being involved in regional rugby, Ospreys have always been levels and levels ahead of other regions. And you know, especially when I played for the Blues, you know, we very rarely beat the Ospreys. They won the championship. They 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 were always in the top end of Europe. You know, they had great players coming through. They they wiped the floor us really. So I guess, like for me, looking at it, I, I think probably think like other players, uh, other people think that you know every time you look, think of the Ospreys, you expect them and demand them to be top of Welsh rugby. And for us as a squad, we didn't perform this year, and we haven't put ourselves up there. You know, to be fair, Scars, they, they, they've t- taken the lead and they, they're doing well, and you know, and and they, they're leading the way at the moment, but. You know, I think that's the frustration as a person looking into the Ospreys. I can understand it all. Is that you know, every, every time I played against the Ospreys, we lost. They beat everybody. They they were formidable at home. You know, so I can understand people's frustration. But I think the great thing with the Ospreys, they got fantastic fans. You know, and and you know, the last week we played, and I had to pick up a monthly players, a uh, supporters player, the, the month award, and they were great. You know, the feedback off them, they like they say, and they stick stick by you through thick and thin. A fantastic support so I think as players now we just want to get out there and, and, and perform really and we've done that the last couple of weeks you know uh, we wish we were at the top end of the table fighting for ch- uh, honours we're not but we can always finish the season high that's, that's the mean and you mentioned sort of that the, the Champions Cup had sort of been the turnaround this year it's, just, it's a strange sort of parallel to last year yeah. where obviously Challenge Cup to, you expected to do well there yeah. it's the sort of being underdog status this year that's really sort of put your I, I think, back on track isn't I it? think what you found in the league this year you know, it was difficult because well, obviously I played for Cardiff in the, the original Cardiff League or whatever and, and built up. Then I went away to Washington at the Viva, and you know the standard there was I I always said was streets ahead. But then coming back now, I've realised that our league has grown phenomenally, and 
you know, it's probably on par, you know. Uh, the English team is one like to see it is, but I haven't played in both. You know, it's definitely so. I think this year has coincided with that as teams are getting better. You know, every team's improved. The two, two Italian teams improved no end. You know, the Scottish teams are, are on fire. Edinburgh only recently lost, but they were on a massive win. Glasgow was there, thereabouts, you know. So I think the league itself has gone tougher. And then when you start the season on a bit of a poor run, there's no, no hiding place. You know, there's no easy game like maybe it was in the past where you could go and pick a, pick a way win up there. Or, and then you've got two. Difficult South African teams in, you know, which which add to it. So I think maybe that's a combination of both. But you know, it still isn't good from the fact we didn't perform as players on the field and, and we let ourselves down. But um, we're hopefully putting things right now and building to end of the season, finish on a high, get ourselves into Europe. That's the main goal. And then you know, we, we build for next year. Okay, I think we were still a bit pushed for telling you, Bradley. So we'll finish with a few sort of quick fire questions. Okay. Um, in terms of Wales this year, you, you obviously had a recall. Is it the 2019 World Cup? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, you know, it was, it was, you know, not being picked the autumn. It was rightly so. I wasn't playing very well, and and you know, I, I was battling with an injury that I was told at the time will take eighteen months. And typical me, I was like, nah, nah, four or five months, I'd be, be fine. But I, I found it very hard to train and, and get myself up to the level. Now I am. It's no coincidence that I've got my recall. I played back for Wales, and my form has improved. So. I think for me, staying fit and healthy, that's something I struggle, I think, in the past, is, is I run the games of maybe I have a really good game one week and then I'm a bit fatigued and tired and, I, and, and, and my body's let me down a bit and I, and I kind of switched off. But I think I've been able to build consistency in my performance, which has helped. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a, it's a, well, I'd be lying to say I didn't want to go. Of course, I want to, want to go to play for, for Wales. You know, anytime I'm, I'm the chance. Also, your dad... <laughs> no, well, apparently he's, he's not allowed to bet, so I, I had to clarify this. He doesn't actually bet. Apparently, he pretends to bet. That's what he told me. All oh, right, so you haven't got to repay. No, no, no. He, uh, to, be, to be fair to him, I only speak to him when internationals are on. So you know, it'd be nice to come and see me now and again. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's pretty much our time up. Um, before you go, yeah. you haven't got any jokes that you can cleanly tell us. I suppose. Or, Pete, or, if you want, a question for Stephen Jones. He's coming up next. He's, he's, and he's and next. Again, he's, keep it clean. Okay. Um, <laughs> Stephen Jones. There's a story about Stephen. Apparently, when he, he proposed to his wife, he wrote in the sand, will you marry me? Because he spelt marry me wrong. That's the band they give it with Steve. The, the clean band, there, anyway. Nah, Steve's a bit... Uh, he's straight as a die, and he? You, you won't get much uh, much chat out of Steve. He's, uh, unless you speak Welsh and talk about... Um, or England door and all the stuff that happened in the past. You won't really get much of a convo, do you? Well, that's all. That's all to come in the second yeah. part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Bradley. It's been a pleasure. pleasure. Welcome back to this special podcast. I'm now joined by uh, Stephen Jones, Scarlet Attack coach. Um, you just had a ringing endorsement from Bradley Davis there. He uh, said, probably not much worth listening to unless you're speaking about Owen Glendor in Welsh. <laughs> Bradley Davis, the uh, Austria second row, he's, uh, he's a great character. Uh, absolute pleasure to work with him. I worked with him up in Wasp, uh, and he, uh, Wasps, and he's a, he's a great, great guy and uh, enjoys his joke. Yeah, he's, a, he's brought out the tip story, I hate to tell you. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. We'll keep that one between us, yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's exciting times at the Scarlet, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, to be live in both competitions is, is wonderful. You know, uh, you know we're excited with the end of the season. Uh, it is going to be a, a massive squad effort, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, we're aware of that. 
you know, from a coach's perspective, it's uh, it's brilliant because we've got a group of players who are excited and driven to uh, uh, hopefully be successful. Uh, I suppose, I suppose it's, it's probably like the ideal sort of situation to be in as a coach. The sort of weeks you live for, isn't it? You know, every week now is just getting bigger and it bigger. Is. It is. It's, it's, you know, it's going to snowball. It's as simple as that, isn't it? You mean, and we're aware of that. You know, and. You know the, the couple of league games that are remaining. You know the points up for grabs can determine your position. Whether it gives you a home quarter final or uh, a bye week, or do you mean are you going away? Do you mean so? There's so much at stake, and obviously the Champions Cup as well. And I suppose so. So much of the plaudits for the Scarlets this year has been just the attacking play. You know, and it, it always obviously defence plays a big part. But on the attacking side, you know, you could easily look at it as. And, and think it's just it's all off the cuff. But how how much of that is from the training ground? Well, I, I think you have to you know set up your, your side a certain way. You have to practice your skills. Uh, everybody has to be uh, in sync, and that's uh, the set piece uh, coach, Yon Cunningham, you know Byron Hayward, who is wonderful with the defence. You know, and Wayne at the helm. You know, we, we have a certain philosophy and style of play, and you know we, we train that way. Whether you're yeah, whether it's for the transition from defence into attack or vice versa. So, so you joined uh, the Scarlets, came back to the Scarlets as attack coach 2015. Was that a sort of easy decision to make? Did, did Wayne Piver have to sort of sell it to you? Where well, wanted the region to go? Yeah, so Wayne was at the helm and I had a couple of meetings with Wayne. Um, obviously, I knew the region and a lot of the players I played with. So I had a rough idea. It wasn't as if I was going into an environment where I knew, you know, nothing of the, the staff who, who was there but yeah uh, obviously Wayne with his background the successes he's had the people he, he was bringing in uh, and for me you know it was a wonderful opportunity to come back from, from L- London did, you mentioned that you knew obviously you knew a lot of the players you'd play a lot of Ken Owens John Davis all those did that make it sort of harder than sort of coming back and coaching them um, because I'd been away for three years uh, it wasn't as if I'd so stayed in the same environment and gone from playing to coaching. That would have been yeah. definitely a lot harder. But I'd been away uh, in in Wasps for three years. One as a player, two as a coach. Uh, and you know, coaching is you know completely different to playing. And you know, your first year of coaching, you are thrown into the deep end. And uh, yeah, wonderful learning experience. And uh, uh, and you're still trying trying to evolve all the time. Just, just what is it that makes this Scarlet team so special? Because it, it does feel like there is something sort of special brewing in the neck. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I look at the environment, that is key. You know, you know, from my personal perspective, really enjoy the coaches I work with, you know, the staff in the building, you know, the players, the growth mindset, they want to be better, happy to challenge each other, happy to evolve, realise we've got to evolve, got to raise standards. And you've got to work hard, and um, yeah, I, you know, very honoured to be part of uh, part of our setup. Yeah, what what is it like sort of being at the heart of it? I suppose. Well, it's, it, you know, it, it's great. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's professional sport, and you have to perform. We we know that. Uh, but what I, I certain things I like, you can have a test lion on the training park, and you can have a guy who's senior academy, and he's training next to that guy. Do you mean that experience is so important for that youngster because he's learning all the time? You know, you've got senior players who have very, very good opinions, good knowledge of the game. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's that interaction and, it's, you know, a good growth mindset from the group, just want to get better. 
I suppose, I suppose the other the sort of big thing for this season is stringing consistently good performances in Europe because you know the last five years we've seen one-off performances say at Parker Scarlets but, but this year we've seen obviously yeah the first two games aside but it, it's been a good campaign hasn't it yeah it has been a good ca- campaign uh, the first uh, performance of Toulon uh, was apart from the, probably the first 10-15 minutes I thought we were very good you know we lost away by a point but obviously five days later and disappointed we lost, lost at home to Bath but you know we stuck with our process and uh, there some really good performances then to get out of the group and then get, get a quarter final draw against uh, La Rochelle and be honest what were you sort of thinking three minutes before the end of, of that Benetton match <laughs> I was thinking let's keep some ball here and just play let's back our skills <laughs> but did, yeah. did you feel sort of any sort of responsibility as, as a former Scarlets player who's been there, done that when it comes to Europe? You know, being no, I, 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 I just think you know this this team. You know, we have a lot of good players, a lot of good experiences. You know, they're really enjoying this European uh, run this year. It's, it's infectious. You know, to have seen the stadium sold out uh, against La Rochelle. They're wonderful memories, do you know what I mean? And you know, for the young players to see that, experience that, it is you know good for the future and healthy. And uh, uh, from, from my perspective, you know, I just got to make sure I prepare the team for the for the you know from an attacking perspective as best I can, and I, I enjoy that. So you you ask most ex-pros, do they miss playing? And then they normally say, Nah, you know, I had my time. Yeah. Did you working with these with these boys week in week out? Did you just sort of think, oh, I wish I could put my boots back on, especially if say you know, in Dublin in two weeks? Listen, th- those occasions are <laughs> immense, right? They are they are brilliant. Do I wish I put, still put my boots on? No, because these guys move quickly. They're you know, they're, they're, if I have to join in because of shorter numbers, which is very very rare. Uh, you know these boys are moving too quickly. You, know, you, get, you just get left behind. You I mean we've got wonderful athletes, wonderful players, uh, and they take the Mickey enemies probably as well. <laughs> so I do not miss playing one bit. You know I don't miss uh, waking up on a Sunday morning where you, you, you're battered and bruised. No, yeah, co- coaching uh, is, is great. You I mean you sort of still part of the environment. You know. See the enjoyment the boys get, and you know that's infectious. Yeah. You're sort of planning their torture <laughs> as they're recovering. I won't put a torture. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, their enjoyment, yeah, in their career. That's how I like to put it. They, t- they take them to care. You sort of how, how are you as a coaching staff? Are you detached, or are you sort of just all amongst it with the boys? Well, I'd like to think that the players can come into our office at any time and have a discussion with us, whether they disagree with one of our concepts, principles, or philosophies. You know, and, and that is the key, do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, these players are at the cold face. Uh, you know, they've got to be comfortable with the game plan that you're asking them to play. And also, you know, you know rugby's only a small part of it, isn't it? It's understanding how guys are feeling, you know, if they battered a bruise from previous games, they need a break, you know. And that's why I'm very fortunate. The people I work with, uh, Wayne is excellent, do you know what I mean, at managing the group and, um, you know, enjoy the environment he, he's created. It clearly, it clearly is a great environment. Sort of, who, who, who are the sort of biggest characters in that in that squad? Really? Sort of well, I think we've got a lot of characters. You know, people we <laughs> got quite a few characters. You could you could probably guess. Do you mean? Yeah, I think one name sort of probably <laughs> yes, exactly. Top, doesn't it? <laughs> and that's great, isn't it? Do you mean you want characters? You want characters. The philosophy team first, and but you you but you want characters. You know. It's good fun, isn't it? You, you, you want to enjoy what you do. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've got, we've got a few of them in the Wales Online office. Too. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I'm sure you know them. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, we, we'll mention him now. It's James Davis, obviously. And 
having a player like that, you saw what you did La Rochelle, and it's not the first time you've called upon him to, to, to switch from the back row to the wing. Just, just what does that offer you? And so how often do you work on that on the training field? Well, it, it, he's a wonderfully talented player. Uh, obviously, La Rochelle went for six to split because of the personnel that La Rochelle had. Uh, we, we didn't expect him to be on the pitch so early. Uh, sorry, uh, on the wing as early as what he was. But you've got a, very, a rugby player of high natural ability there. So were we going to be comfortable with it from management staff if that happened, which it did? Yes, you mean. And, um, you know, that's credit to uh, James. So, so do, do, do you work on him playing on the wing in the training ground or is that just sort of... For, for m- most occasions, it's pretty much bread and butter work. He's with the forwards. You mean, yes, he's got a role on team attack. But it's down to his high natural ability. That's, that's yeah. incredible, then, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, um, I feel we're a bit, bit pushed for time. So go from one practical joker to another. That's Bradley Davis, who, who's just preceded you. He's he's uh, got you with the tipex story. You got any stories to get back? <laughs> in? I'm on the management side now. So if I was a player, I could share a lot of stories. But because I'm on the management, on the dark side, I can't uh, uh, expose him too much. So it's an exciting time, obviously. Short term, what's the goal, and then sort of look in long term. Very simple. My, my goal is to be the best I can for the scholars from the attacking aspect. It is as simple as that. It's a lovely way to end it. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> Thank and you that's very all much for the World Rugby Podcast today. Talk to all. Thank you.